Welcome back. Good to have you. Coming up here momentarily, you're going to hear Jordan Love as he addressed the media for the first time in a while. And uh, you're going to hear that in its entirety. So uh, take a listen coming up here momentarily. We'll uh, be hearing from Jordan Love, who just spoke to the media. Kenny Clark uh, talks about, uh, you know, the vibe uh, around uh, Lambeau. He said it's different for sure, but it's awesome. He said we got a team that's young, a lot of hungry guys here, and it's exciting to see how we've come out. That's Kenny Clark, the veteran at the team OTAs. So he's excited for things to get underway. So that's which is good to see. That's good to see. Um, you've got other guys that are going to be going to the podium uh, coming up here just a, just a little bit. But the guy that everybody wants to hear and the guy that uh, finally, I, we were just talking yesterday about Jordan Love not getting much love when it comes to uh, the four-letter network and uh, some of the other, you know, Fox and such and even the NFL network. Uh, they were all carrying it live. They were all carrying the Jordan Love presser live. So uh, you're going to get a chance to hear from him, Jordan Love, coming up here in just a few. Uh, Kyle says, uh, no no groundbreaking news, but I loved hearing the kid talk and just give us his feelings for the first time in a long time. You always get the rookie interviews that sound somewhat canned because they sound scared and not sure what they're supposed to say. This one was very different. A very relaxed Jordan Love, a refreshing day in Green Bay. I, I'm looking forward to hearing all of it. Like I said, it's going to be coming up here in just a couple of minutes, so stay tuned. We'll play it in its entirety. In its entirety coming up. Um, the Lime Volcano says, uh, I still can't get over the fact that Aaron Rodgers is gone. It just looks weird. Why did Jordan Love do his presser at the podium rather than like Aaron Rodgers did at his locker because today was a podium day. Everybody, because they're not doing the open locker room right now, they're, it's, it's a podium. Rodgers didn't all Rodgers did podium too. The Wednesdays after practice, Rodgers did at his locker. What, what that was, the reason Rodgers did that, and I understand it, but I know a lot of my media brethren and such didn't like it that way. Um, because Favre used to do his pressers at the podium. So everybody else is in the locker room getting a microphone in their face, and Favre would say, I would only talk to people at the, at the podium, which means you were either in the locker room covering the players or you were in the media center covering Favre. There wasn't – you couldn't do both. So what people would do was leave a recorder in the podium and then run and get a bunch of different interviews. So that way you got it all. That's what we used to do, Okay. Well, Rodgers would see this, and there were a lot of things Rodgers did because he didn't want to do exactly what Favre did. He learned from Favre things to do and things not to do, right? So he started doing it at his locker. The problem was Rodgers became a superstar, plain and simple. Rodgers became this superstar, this bigger-than-life guy. So he ended up you know, with just the throngs of media around him to the point that, you know, now, you know, the photographers and such for television, they're bringing ladders, they're bringing boom mics. You know, our guy, Mike Clemens, was right there by the locker. So he always had his, you know, hand up in there. 
But think about this for a second, okay? Hold your arm out. Just hold your arm out. Just hold your arm straight out for a second, okay? And you're holding your arm straight out. And hold it out for a minute. Just count off one minute, okay? And then you count off two minutes. And three. And you're sitting there. You're holding it. And then your arm's starting to shake because you're getting tired. Gravity's beginning to take over. Now put a recorder in it. So... And again, nobody's crying for the media, but with Rogers at the at his locker, you had to do that, and sometimes for like forty minutes, as you sat and talked to Aaron for his full press conference. So I appreciated the fact that Rogers did not want to do things like Favre. He saw a lot of negativity and a lot of things that Favre did, and he didn't want to be like Favre. But in the end, you kind of wished that he did go to the podium. So. Anyway, after your question, it's a long way to get from point A to point B, and I apologize, but um, I, I I don't have a problem with him going to the podium. Not when everybody there is waiting for him to speak, okay? People are, you know, you can get one-on-ones and other things with other guys, and they're not going to have the same contingent of media around them. But when the quarterbacks speak, there's a lot. There's a lot of people there. And so to go to the to go to the podium, I have no problem with it. I'm not going to get into the uh, the pissing match of oh he's bigger than Aaron Rodgers. Oh he thinks it's his team now. Well it is, but I'm not going to get into that. It's just it was the right thing to do, okay? Especially today, right? Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to find us, do it eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. This is from Kenny. Kenny says, uh, "Hey guys." Uh, people are looking for a reason to complain or point a finger at this point. I think everybody just needs to breathe and relax, and it will all happen, which I, I agree. I agree. But it's what we know right now. Uh, by the way, some uh, some news coming uh, from Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN saying Milwaukee has been granted permission to interview Golden State's associate head coach, Kenny Atkinson. Some of the other candidates expected to meet with the Bucks uh, on the coaching jobs are Milwaukee associate head coach Charles Lee, ex-Charlotte coach James Borrego. Uh, there's going to be some additional candidates and interviews coming up, but the breaking news has been that the Packers, or the Packers, the, the Bucks asked for and were granted permission to interview Golden State's associate head coach Kenny Atkinson for their head coaching vacancy. So that's coming out of Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN. There you go. Um, oh, I don't know if you can hear it in the background. Yeah, we can. Fire trucks coming yeah, by. Oh, I was going to say, if it's a different siren, we'll know if the show goes off there. <laughs> no, no, no bad weather in the area. It's bright blue skies, sunny day today. It's nice. I'm liking, I'm enjoying the day today. I'm looking, actually looking for as late as I was up last night. I had very little sleep as late as I was up last night. I, there you go. I, if you're on the live stream, you're looking at it. I'm looking forward to getting outside. Uh, I got yard work to do. Uh, I've got to go out there and get in my armor. I've got to put on my armor and my sword and all that kind of stuff. And I got to battle the dandelions that are trying to come into my yard. I've got to stand uh, stand guard on the uh, borders to keep them out. So I'm gonna gonna do a little bit of that today. Some trees to trim. Uh, I uh, I'm gonna get the the walking uh, the push mower out, the tractor out, uh, all that. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm looking forward to it. Got some yard work I got to do. I really do. I, I got to be honest. I do need to finish up, up here in the studio and get some other things done. But, um, but, but I just I've been up here now for 
what, uh, almost 24 hours straight, and I'm getting a little bug nuts, so I want to get out of here and uh, and move on and get some uh, get some work done outside, get some fresh air anyway. Um, so let's do this. Uh, we're up again. We're not totally up against a break, but what I want to do is I want to break, and then when we come back, because we're going to run the whole thing, so we're going to press to the bottom of the hour with Jordan Love. So I want to take a break, and when we come back, we'll get to Jordan Love. As Jordan Love uh, was speaking at the podium just a little while ago, we want to talk with, or want to hear the media talking with him and get as much of him in as we possibly can. Uh, I don't want to press it up against the clock uh, towards the end of the show. So let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, and then we will hear from the quarterback, the starting quarterback of your Green Bay Packers. Uh, taking over from Aaron Rodgers is now Jordan Love. So we'll hear from Jordan Love. When we come back, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at JNL Tire and Service Center out there in Watertown and Johnson Creek. Great people. And uh, Johnson Creek, by the way, it's the uh, Johnson Creek exit right off of 94. You can just look north and you can see it. it it's right off of the exit. And uh, if you stop in, tell Lyle, tell Chad the gang, we said hello. But whether you've got a minivan and you're looking for an oil change and, and maybe some new tires, or you've got a brake job, tire job, engine job, whatever it happens to be, for a big rig. They have the facilities for both, the Intuit for both, and they are very philanthropic in the community, great people. That's our friends at JNL Tire and Service Center. So, and they wanted to say, by the way, thank you for voting them the best tire dealer out there. Again, JNL Tire and Service Center. Go to JNLTire.com. That is JNLTire.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Billy man, come on. Six o'clock news say somebody been shot. Welcome back, Bill Michael Show. We continue on. Good to have you. Hopefully, you're in, uh, enjoying your day. Full show. 877 867 1670. We're going to hear from uh, Jordan Love coming up here momentarily. And uh, going to get all of that uh, so you can take a listen to it in its entirety. In the meantime, uh, I want to remind you that our buddy uh, Mike Clemens brought to you by the Bay Motel Green Bay. Go to baymotelgreenbay.com, baymotelgreenbay.com. And uh, he, uh, and uh, don't forget that not only does, does Mike enjoy the place, but many do. It's a good old-fashioned drive up right up to your door, uh, Bay Motel. And the Bay Family Restaurant uh, is a terrific place, 365. They have home cooking, and it is so, so good. You can go to baymotelgreenbay.com, baymotelgreenbay.com, and uh, and try it for yourself. And you can also make reservations, and we all know that as soon as the Green Bay Packers schedule is released, coming up tomorrow night, people flock uh, to hotels in the Green Bay area to start getting them all lined up. So Bay, keep Bay Motel in mind. Um, just keep, uh, keep the Bay Motel in mind because uh, it's a fun place to go. just is. And it's a lot less expensive than some of the other ones in the area. That's for sure. Uh, 877-867-1670. Jimmy says, uh, hey, by the way, uh, he says, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be as good in New York as he has been in Green Bay. Look for a downfall this season. 
Different system, different faces. He's going to make a lot of, a lot of excuses for the failures. Glad we have Jordan Love in our stable, and he's hungry and ready to go. Uh, Jimmy, I, I'm. If you wanted to put a wager on it, if you wanted to put a wager on it, I would bet you that Aaron Rodgers has a really good season. I bet you he does. The uh, I I feel like he is. He's throwing all this stuff. As we always know that when Aaron Rodgers has a chip on his shoulder, uh, he comes out and proves the rest of the world wrong. He he just that's what he's done in his career. So I I'm not for a second going to doubt that Aaron Rodgers has a great season this upcoming year. And now great by to what extent? Yeah, you know. Does he throw for 4,500 yards and 30 touchdowns and six picks? Or does he have something even more magnanimous? Or is it very similar to what he put up last year? But now the next question becomes, let's say Aaron Rodgers has a great year, but this team still does not make it to the postseason. I don't even think they're the best team in their division. And that's the big thing for Rodgers and company. It's not whether or not they're a team worthy of, of – you know Aaron Rodgers and the talent and all that all the numbers that he's going to put up, but but um, is uh, is this team even going to be able to get to the postseason? Because I think Miami, if Tua plays the way he did prior to getting the the concussions, if Josh Allen and the Bills bounce back and they own that division again, to me that would be that would that would be that uh, the, the Jets are third in that division, you know. Um, let's see here. This is from, uh, this is from Art. Art says, uh, I think Aaron Rodgers has an adequate season, but it's not going to be great. He is going to make a lot of excuses about chemistry and not being on the same page with his guys. Uh, if he plays next year, he will have a better season this year. He will not. Uh, what Okay, for those that say you believe Rodgers is going to or not going to have a good season, what about love? You know, what about love? I mean, there were so many people that came out of the woodwork after he played that Philadelphia game that said, oh, this guy's ready. He's ready to go. He's going to be better than Rodgers. The only thing that I hear consistently is that he's going to run Matt LaFleur's offense. He's going to hit the open man. If all that comes true, then you would assume that he has a pretty decent season, right? At least you would assume. You would assume that he's, you know, moving the ball, moving the chains, and the Packers' offense is going to be pretty good. I also think that one of the guys that we're kind of discounting here is that, you know, when you talk about the expectations for Jordan Love in the first season as the Packers' starter – who else is going to have a big year offensively? I think, I think uh, Aaron Jones is is ripe for yet another big year, especially if the offensive line comes in completely healthy and ready to go. I think Aaron Jones can have a really big year. Just my opinion. Uh, we're just waiting on uh, Mike Clemens to get us uh, his 
his uh, his his uh, tape, if you will, of Jordan Love. So as soon as, soon as Mike uh, gets it to us, we're going to hear uh, from Jordan Love momentarily. Um, some other pieces coming out of uh, the press conferences and such at Lambeau Field today. Uh, we had talked about Kenny uh, Kenny Clark being there and talking about how Jordan Love's you know fired up. He's ready to go. He's ready to ball out. Um, Jordan Love said, uh, I can step up. He also said, I can be more vocal. He says, I know I'm the guy. Love said he doesn't remember exactly what he was doing when he heard that Rogers' trade was going down, but uh, that he'd been approaching the entire offseason as if he would be the starter this fall. So he, he probably knew something, too, that this was all coming to a head in some way, shape, or form. I think he'd be crazy if he didn't. Um, and by the way, Aaron Jones also meeting with um, the uh, the pa- or the uh, the Packers media right now. Uh, but he also then went on to say that um, he said, I couldn't really control what was happening uh, going forward. So he just moved forward with the preparations. If he was, you know, as if the news was already broken, he just fi- had to figure he was going to be the starter. And uh, he said, it's exciting. I think there's a lot of energy around it for myself. I think I can step up and be a little more vocal knowing that I'm the guy and not being the backup. Love said it was not easy spending three years behind Rodgers after being selected in the first round, but he said it was all very valuable to learn from Rodgers and that he feels he's improved drastically since coming to Green Bay. And we all know he's going to get every opportunity to show that, no doubt about it. And he also said that uh, you know he and Aaron have been in contact and Aaron wished him well and said if he ever needs anything to give him a call. So you know we know obviously that uh, you know Jordan Love and, and Aaron Rodgers said you know he had much love for Love so to speak. So said that, uh, you know, if there's anything he needed, he can give him a call. Um, one other note, and this is from uh, Brewer Dave, who says, hey, can you give out uh, a shout-out to the Milwaukee Admirals? Uh, they're looking for a fair deal. So, by the way, the Admirals, I see what he said, uh, coming up this Friday, the fair deal, fr- fair deal Friday, this Friday, they're back at it in their quest for a Calder Cup in the playoffs. Continue on. If you want to get a postseason ticket, uh, you can. If you buy a postseason ticket right now, you also get a ticket to the Wisconsin State Fair. So if you're a fair goer and you want to see some good postseason hockey, that's our friends from the Milwaukee Admirals. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. But uh, they are in round two, game one of the second round series coming up this Friday night down at the UW Panther Arena. And if you do buy a ticket to the game, you get a Wisconsin State Fair ticket as well. So that's not a bad way to go. Get yourself a ticket to the game this Friday, and you're good to go. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Neiman says, uh, no way in hell Jordan Love has a really good season. Maybe an adequate season, but the defense has to be top 10 to get them into the postseason. I, uh, I predict at the end of the season, Joe Barry to be fired, Matt LaFleur being on the hot seat, Jordan Love saying he's going to improve, and another batch of wide receivers coming into this team next year. Okay. A little bit of pessimism there on his part. Um, and uh, Bucky Joe says, uh, what do you think of Kenny Atkinson? Uh, Kenny Atkinson, by the way, we mentioned this last uh, in the last break, that Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN had said that the the Golden State to Warriors have given permission uh, for Kenny Atkinson, their assistant head coach, to Steve Kerr, 
to talk to the Milwaukee Bucks about their head co- head coaching vacancy. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I don't know a lot about him. Um, obviously, he's been under Curry. He's worked with some terrific players. Uh, he's got championship pedigree, no doubt about it. But I, when it comes to X's and O's and philosophy and relatability, and so I, I would be a liar if I sat here and pontificated about something I really don't know when it comes to that. So uh, I don't know a lot about him. I'm sure over the next 24 hours we're going to hear a lot about him and we're going to read a lot about him. But in the grand scheme of things, I just don't know. So, um, Ben, do you know much about Kenny Atkinson at all? Are you the uh, Golden State uh, warrior of file, so to speak? No, aside from that he's been there. Not much about right. him specifically. Yeah. yeah, I don't either. I don't either. Uh, we are hoping to get Jordan Love and uh, to get that uh, taken care of. So let's do this. Um, we're going to go ahead and uh, Zach Heilprin sent it to us. We're going to go ahead and take a break, come back, and then we're going to play the Jordan Love presser for you so you get a chance to hear the whole thing in its entirety. So let's do this. We'll step away. We'll come back. Jordan Love will be up next. Hang in there. Hang in there. We're going to let you take a listen to it so you get a chance to hear the uh, the new quarterback of the Green Bay Packers speak to the media. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Good to have you on board. Jordan Love was just at the podium moments ago, so uh, we're getting a little bit of a late start, but let's take a listen to what Jordan Love had to say. Uh, the whole offseason, you know, I approached it that uh, I'd be the starter, so um, that was just my mindset going into it. Um, I couldn't really control what happened going forward. Um, it was out of my control, but uh, that was kind of the approach I took to it and just went from there. Did you approach it the same way in recent years, or was that different this year that you approached it as the starter as soon as the season ended? No, I did the same thing I, I do. You know, I go to the offseason and uh, begin my training elsewhere, but uh, approach it the same way. What's your biggest takeaway from the last three years after you leave college to where you are now as the starter of the Green Bay Packers? What's my biggest takeaway? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think since college and since I've been here, I've improved drastically. Um, just learning the scheme, learning how to play in the scheme, and uh, just improve myself as a quarterback. And I think I've improved in a lot of ways. And um, you know, I just try and keep building that, try and keep working at it um, every day. So. What's it like? What's it like being in that locker room, being around your teammates and stuff now, as the guy, and everybody knows you are the guy. Sure. Yeah, no, it's it's exciting. Um, I think there's a lot of energy around it um, for myself, and you know, I think I can kind of step up and. Um, be a little bit more vocal and things like that, knowing that I'm the guy um, and not being a backup. So um, I think from that aspect, it changed a little bit. Along those lines, Matt, we were talking about wanting to see you let it rip at various times earlier in your career. Is it easier to do that now, either football-wise or leadership-wise? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the term let it rip, I mean, it's hard when you first get here. You know, your mind is so flushed around so many different things, trying to learn a new scheme. Um, trying to read the defense and understand where to go with the ball. So you're kind of thinking a little bit too much out there, and you can't just play uh, freely. So the more you keep building, keep learning, um, that's kind of where I get that term, just let it rip. You know, you know where to go with the ball and just let it fly. You said that this whole offseason you've approached as a starter. How does that look different for you? What have you done differently with your prep, with your training, just knowing that you're, you're going to be the guy? Nothing really changed. Um, Training-wise, prep-wise, I'm doing the same thing I've been doing. 
Um, I think the only thing that's changed is trying to get guys out to you know get some more reps to come throw with me and do things like that. Um, and it's a little easier being the starter to have guys come out. Um, so that's changed a little bit. Sorry, how, how long did these three years seem? Seemed like three years. Uh, seemed like a while um, looking back on it. Um, but at the same time, I think the first year was the longest. Rookie year, just it's a long year. First year in the league, first year playing a full season. Uh, it's a lot different than college. And then I think the next two years kind of went a little bit faster, kind of flew by. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely been, felt like a while. You're only 24, yet you're older or more experienced than a lot of the guys you're going to be throwing to this fall. Just what's that dynamic been? What do you expect that dynamic to be like? And just what do you think about what y'all have at receiver from the guys you've drafted the last couple of years and the guys who've walked out the door in the last year? Yeah, I mean, I think it's great. I think we'll get the opportunity to kind of grow together, um, kind of learn each other, learn what we like, learn what we want. Um, and it's easier with younger guys. You know, they haven't been around, you know, other guys that wanted a certain way, want things some to look like this. So um, it's easier to kind of get my point across of what kind of how I want things run. Um, but it'll be good. I think it'll be great to be around these young guys. What does leadership look like for you? I mean, everyone's got their own style. What's your style? I guess I should ask it that way. Yeah, I mean, my main focus is trying to bring guys along, trying to give everybody else confidence in themselves, um, confidence that I believe in them, I trust them. Um, and just try and bring guys up. You know, I never kind of want to be negative around guys. You know, we all want to, we all want the same goal. Um, we all want to be great. We all want to work together, and uh, just trying to bring guys along. Um, Off-season workouts that you did, you know, with Aaron going down there, I think Romeo might have been out there too. What was sort of the impetus for that? How did that come together, and what, how beneficial do you think that was to, to start to get some of those reps together? Yeah, no, I mean Romeo's out in California, uh, same as me. We kind of train with the same coach. Um, so that that one's easy. We've done that in the past, and then getting Aaron out. You know, he he comes to California a couple of times, so he hit me up and you know just wanted to come work when we were out there. But I think it's beneficial. I mean, any time you can get extra reps um, outside of here and just kind of work and, and build that chemistry, it's huge. So Jordan, do you think the start in Kansas City and the appearance in Philadelphia was more valuable, or were all those one reps you got, you know, through the course of the broken thumb and the off-season camps the last few years? What do you think was more valuable? I mean, they're all valuable in themselves. I think the practice reps um, help me build the foundation of how I want to approach in the game. But I mean, at the end of the day, getting those game reps, that's, that's the biggest part, just being able to be out there. I mean, it's obviously different than practice. Um, the feel for it, you know, you have a little bit more nerves out there. The energy is a little different. So just being able to be out there, see it. It's different the preseason. Um, I think those were the best reps, those two games. Anything about yourself in Philly, or did you validate something you already knew? No, I mean, I, that's something that I always knew. I've always been confident in myself. Um, I've always known that, known that if I had to go in, um, my goal is just to make the most of that opportunity. Um, just go in there with confidence and uh, you know, don't be afraid to make mistakes. So uh, I think it just, I was just able to show what I've always believed. Jordan, obviously Aaron learned from Brett Favre. What did you learn from Aaron Rodgers over the last three years, and how are you going to apply that moving forward? I mean, I learned a lot. I mean, I learned, I was just able to watch a great quarterback, how he works every day, um, how he handles business in the locker room, interacts with teammates, um, just how he attacks every day. I mean, just being able to sit back as a quarterback and observe him, observe how, you know, his footwork, um, how the ball comes out of his hands, um, and just how he practices every day, and then takes that into the game. Um, I mean, there's it's just very valuable stuff that I was able to sit for three years and kind of just pick.
pick his brain on and just watch him work. So. Have you had any communication with him since the trade went down? Yeah, we, we talked after the trade. Um, it's kind of just wish you the best, you know, going forward. He wished me the best and, you know, always there for me if I need anything, if I uh, have any questions or anything. But I'm always just grateful to be around him and uh, for the time I had with him to be able to learn and be behind him. It's very grateful for me. Any particular piece of advice you passed along that would stick with you more than any of the others? Mm, no, I, I don't think there's any one piece of advice that sticks out more than the other. Um, I honestly just think watching him, just watching the confidence he has, watching um, how he operates every day, how quickly he makes calls and is able to process information, um, how well he knows the system, just all those little things. Um, that you just get to, get to see a guy that's been doing it for a long time. Just get to see how he does it and elevate your game by building that into it. Imagine bringing guys along and letting them know how you want things done. How, how much do you take from Aaron from anything like leadership to footwork to how you throw the ball, mechanics, anything like that? How much is it your brand and what, what you know is successful for you? How do you balance that? Yeah, I mean, you gotta you got to find that balance. You know, you can't go out there and try and, you know, throw like he throws and, um, you know, he makes some crazy throws with his feet, you know, facing different directions. And it's not everybody can do that. So you got to be able to find what works for you, um, try and incorporate things. But at the same time, you got to understand the how you play the position, what you bring to the table, um, and just try and incorporate all the little details and things like that that you can keep or keeping your game the same. Works for you now, having three years to, to watch, learn, to develop. What, what, what does work for you at this point? In terms of? Your, your game, just from game management to, to moving the offense to, you know, what's, what's the base that you, that you feel like you've had? Um, I mean, I've always been a big believer in myself. I believe in my arm talent, and uh, I like to make plays. Um, so that's kind of always been the way I've played. Um, and I think it's just learning how to play in that play style, um, you know, learning how to take care of the ball, learning how to not always take those big shots or try and force the ball into areas and just find those check downs, find completions, things like that, you know. As much as you were learning, Jordan, how hard was it to be patient for this opportunity? Yeah, I mean, it's very hard. It's not easy. Um, obviously, you want to be the guy. Everybody wants to be the guy. Everybody wants to be on the field making plays. Um, so it's not easy. Uh, but it was the situation I was put in. Um, There's really nothing I could do about it. You know, I say all the time, control what I can control. And all I can control of that situation is how I approach every day, how I learn, how I grow, and how I get myself ready if my name's called. What was doubt like for you? When you get drafted, you're behind Aaron. You know you're not going to start right away. He wins an MVP. Another signs a big contract extension. What's What role did doubt play in whether or not you would ever be the guy here? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. You know, when I got drafted here, I knew right away that I knew exactly where I, what situation I was being put in, who I was being behind. Um, so I knew it was going to come with time, um, that I was going to come in and learn and grow. Um, but I mean, I'll admit, I think the hardest time was when he re-signed the contract last year. It was kind of like, okay, well, where do we go from here? Um, what do I do? Um, and I think I, you know, just sat back, kind of thought to myself and just came back with the approach, like, let's just go ball out. Any opportunity I get, you know, I'm going to get the preseason. Um, and who knows what happens after that. So uh, just grow and try and become the best version of myself. And I can't really control what happens after that. So just let it play out. Starting quarterback is, in many ways, the face of the franchise. How comfortable are you in that role? I mean, I'm comfortable with it. It's obviously going to be something that I'm going to have to grow into. 
um, be a new start for me, something that I haven't been doing, you know, as a backup, but just another area that I'll continue to learn and grow and develop. This is the obviously the way outside perspective that I would have, which I don't know. <clears throat> but you're taking over for a legend, so I would think maybe there's pressure in that regard. And B, I realize you got a bit of an contract extension, but you're sort of playing for the next deal. Um, do you feel the pressure from either of those angles, and how do you handle it? I mean, I think just being an NFL player, I think everybody's kind of playing for that, uh, playing for the next deal, trying to you know make the most of the time they have. Obviously, it's not guaranteed, um, and so I don't I don't find pressure in that. Like I say, I try and take it day by day, um, make the most of this opportunity that I'm given. I'm focused on this year, um, not trying to look too far ahead because who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Um, but I know if we if we handle business this year, make the most of it, good things are going to happen. Everyone's, everyone's going to be looking at you, though. I mean, it's, it's not like the quarterback in Chicago or Minnesota. This is you replacing, you know, the MVPs. Is there anything? Do you feel that at all? Maybe it's just too far from playing games. But. I mean, it's pressure. No matter where you're going to be at, it's going to be pressure. Um, your NFL quarterback, you know, there's only so many of you. So everyone's watching you. Everyone's watching every, every move you make on the field. Um, so it's pressure, but that's what comes with position. Like, that's what I signed up for. That's what I knew I was getting myself into. Um, and it comes down to me just making the most of that. What did you probably learn from Tom Clements last year, and how much how excited are you to get another year under him? Yeah, no, exciting. Um, I think Tom brings just – the drills we do every day, um, I think it, it translates to drills and, and things and movements you do in a game. Um, and it, it all it all ties in. I think Tom's a great coach. He's been doing it for a long time. Um, and he knows what he's talking about. So just being able to, you know, at the same time, listen to him, um, just try and tune my game to um, any pointers that he might have for me to try and elevate myself. I think it's all huge. Um, and I just try and keep adding, keep stacking, and keep uh, evolving my own game. You mentioned Romeo, and we saw Aaron Jones out with you. Who else have you been able to work out with kind of outside the facility this offseason? Uh, yeah, no, uh, Romeo came out and Aaron came out. That was about it. Um, but we'll try and keep building that up, obviously, and keep uh, taking that into after OTAs and in this next portion of the offseason we have, keep trying to build that and get more guys out there. You mentioned the unknown about you know, everyone has said they're optimistic about you taking over, but Aaron said, you know, I didn't know if I was going to be any good until I actually did it. Um, that unknown part of it, is that scary? Is that exciting? How do you kind of feel about it? You just don't really know if you think you're going to be good, but you just don't know until you do it. I mean, I mean, that's anything. Like, who knows? Um, that's why I say I have confidence in myself. I have confidence in the team. Um, and we're just going to take it day by day. I mean, who, like, I can't say what might happen this year, what might happen next year. Who, who knows? Um, but I think that we have a really good team. I think we're going to be able to work together every day and, and just grow, keep growing, um, keep working together. So. What's the favorite part of your of the offseason program so far for you? Is it a bonding moment with a teammate? Is it a learning moment? Is it a teachable moment with someone? What What is it for you so far? Um, I think it's just getting back with everybody. You know, you're, everybody's separated, um, doing their own thing in the offseason, and just kind of being able to come back, start working out again together, start building those bonds again. Um, and, you know, everybody's working really hard right now. We're grinding. So that's the fun part about it for me right now. What's going to be the, time for two more? What's going to be the barometer for you? You don't know right now, but when, when you start getting into the, thrown into the fire to know that things aren't going well, that, that your confidence isn't, I guess, misplaced, but you can't can do this. What's going to be the barometer to show you that? Um, I'm not sure. Um, like I said, take it day by day, um, you know, keep growing. 
I'm not going to let my confidence be diminished by, you know, what might happen on one play. You know, it's always focused on the next play, what you can do, how you can keep growing and building that. So um, I don't know what that barometer might be. I know you've been here three years. When this press conference got announced, I was in the press box at the orders last night, and guys were coming in and saying, what's he like? I mean, did you, did you consciously fly under the radar this past three years waiting for this moment? Um, I mean, yeah, it's one of those things that you're just, I mean, everyone's kind of focused on Aaron in the past couple of years I've been here, and that's just how it is. I mean, you're focused on the starting quarterback. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, I've, I've been here. I've done plenty of interviews with you guys, so I think you guys kind of have a feel for who I am. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. We've talked a lot about confidence today, and we've talked before about how much you have in yourself. Do you have a strategy, though, for no matter how good you're going to be, there's going to be times where things aren't going to go right, right? Because you're a first-time starter, you got a bunch of young guys around you. What's your kind of strategy for handling the ups and downs? The ups are going to be great, but there's going to be some downs, too. How have you done that in the past? in high school or college, and how do you have to be ready for the journey you're about to embark on? Yeah, I mean, we all know that it's ups and downs in the sport. It's never, it's not easy in this league. Um, I know it's not going to be easy this year. Um, but, you know, I just, one thing I do is I tell myself every day that I'm good enough. Um, I have really, high, like I said, I have really high confidence in myself. Um, and one thing I learned in college is one of my coaches always told me, it's never as good as you think it is. It's never as bad as you think it is. Um, and that's one thing that stuck with me. It's like, you know, even when it, it feels like, you know, the world's falling down, you're playing so bad, um, and you go back and film, you're like, I really wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Um, I made a lot of good plays, or vice versa. You're playing, you feel like you're playing lights out, and it's like, oh, no, I could have did this a little bit different. Um, so my thing, like I said, is just keep growing. Um, I know it's not going to be easy. I know there's going to be ups and downs. And, you know, the thing I'm going to tell guys is try and stick together, stay together through the whole process, and, um, the tighter we can get a bond together as a team, the, the easier it's going to be to face these challenges. There you go. Jordan Love at the podium from a little bit earlier today. Let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break. We're going to come back. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Wrapping it up. Coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. to our friends at Point Brewing, a brewing excellence since 1857, whether it's the lagers, the pale ales, whatever it happens to be, or the blonde, or just uh, Cider Voice, which is uh, the apple flavored, uh, which is an apple cider. It's awesome. All of it's good stuff. Thanks to our friends from Point Brewing, brewing excellence since 1857, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. So, Ben, uh, we have now heard from uh, Jordan Love. Anything there that you can take away, you can go, okay. I get this, I get that, or it was it just a lot of cliche? Well, I mean, cliche, but not in a bad way. Not just I, right. like I, I don't know what, like you said earlier, I don't know what we would have expected him to really go up and say, but I, I do truly believe what he says about confidence mm-hmm. when it comes to being okay with waiting and not knowing when he's going to play. Spoke a lot about confidence and how he believes in himself. I think the the approach of like he knows he's with young guys, so everybody lifting. Well, he he mm-hmm. emphasized that I'm going to lift everybody right. else up. 
You know, right. Sammy Watkins doesn't see the hand signal. I'm going to, I'm going to lift him <laughs> up post game, things of that nature. But yeah, not much. Um, yeah, there wasn't uh, a lot to really kind of sink your teeth into. It's kind of what I expected, but it's good. It's good that he talked and it's good that he had his chance to get out and address the media. Like we said, Aaron Jones was addressing the media. Uh, Kenny Clark was addressing the media. So some of the, uh, some of the other guys, the mainstays, if you will, all addressing the media before we get out of here though. We still got to do what we what did we miss? I have because I have, you had you had a couple of good ones. I had so much prepared. I'm going to move some of it to tomorrow. Uh, okay. One of it has to do with the Fister Hotel, which uh, okay. you might be interested in, and the actions of Dodgers. I, I you know what we'll lead off with that. Mookie Betts apparently Dodgers second base center fielder. He's afraid of the Fister. He got an Airbnb because he's afraid of the alleged ghosts that that hotel may or yeah. may not have. Yeah, it's which it doesn't. Move. At least uh, from those that have worked there, uh, it doesn't. There's a lot of things that have gone on that people claim that can be refuted. So, uh, But, yeah, there have been the rumors. And once rumors start and it gets into your head, people freak out that they've seen entities in the rooms and things. I've stayed at the Fister a lot. Never seen any of that. But then again, you know, maybe the maybe the entities were drinking with me. Who knows? But well, they're ghosts. You know, you're not supposed yeah, to they're see ghosts. them. That's the whole yeah. point of them being a ghost. Well, they're supposed to. You know, but then how do you know they're there? Well, you got to get the dude with the infrared camera, and then he right? shows you the the thing. You need taps or something to come in and show you whether or not you have entities in your room and things floating around you and stuff. So <laughs> anyway, oh uh, yeah, Mookie Betts gets an Airbnb. He's afraid of the fister. Fister got to bed. Goo-goo going on over there. Well, he let off yesterday's game with a bomb. So I think it's working out well for him. And he got a good night's sleep in whatever Airbnb he ended up renting, which I'm I'm assuming it's some kind of a condo downtown. Yeah, Brewers are down 7-1 right now. Wade Miley went three innings of perfect, three and a third of perfect baseball. And then the wheels came off? Eh, relatively. Yeah. I, I think we need to do a full segment on this tomorrow, but Bill, I will give people the headline. Bo Jackson says he has been suffering from hiccups for nearly a year. I uh, saw that. He said Wednesday is absence from the dedication of the Frank Thomas statue outside Plainsman Park. Uh, something with Alabama, Auburn, excuse me. Auburn, um, yeah. Said that he's been suffering from chronic hiccups. And one of the ways he tried to curtail them and stop them, aside from drinking water upside down, was to smell the ass of a porcupine. <laughs> Swear to God. How does, how does one get close enough to smell the ass of a porcupine? He said, quote, I've done everything. Scare me, hang upside down, drink water, smell the ass of a porcupine. It doesn't work. Smelled the ass of a porcupine. I would have paid money to see that. I really would have. I would have paid money to see that. Because had that thing backed up on you, you could have a whole face full of porcupine needles. All because you were taking a whiff of the hind end of the porcupine. Oh, my goodness. I don't know how it stops hiccups. But I guess hiccups always (laughs) just stop. Maybe they just fart on you or something. I don't know. That's, oh, my God. I have sniffed the ass of a porcupine. 
That's fantastic. Yeah, so we might need more more time on that in the future. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, that that that's uh, that's Bo, worth uh, delving into. Bo knows not how to stop hiccups situation. Bo does not know how to stop the hiccups, but Bo there's knows a, the ass of a porcupine. Yeah, a, uh, that, that's a good one. There's a better joke in there. That that's kind of yeah, yeah. That'll 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 get you needle faced. All right, that'll do it. <laughs> We're back at it again tomorrow. Until we talk in 20 hours from now, have a going. Soup.